When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the show, we return to our roots. We carry on fighting for a lost cause, and we learn more about our enemy. Welcome back to Lore Party's special coverage of the Halo television series. On this limited run of the Lore Party podcast, we'll be providing in-depth recaps of each episode of the new Paramount Plus series based on the timeless sci-fi shooter franchise. My name's Connor. My name's Kevin. And my name's Jaden. He's back! Welcome back, Jaden. He's back. back, yeah. I had to take a, a little little break. Episode 3 kind of broke me, so I oh, decided to, <laughs> to step away and... Uh, I didn't want my negative energy to permeate into this uh, this this wonderful show with my wonderful friends, so I decided to take a yeah, when... take a step back, rejuvenate, and jump right back into episode four, which immediately brought me yeah. right back into it. You're so bad at line, I can tell because you're singing while you're talking. <laughs> I have to smile, otherwise the pain will hurt me. Jaden watched episode three and hated it so much he went into uh, an anger coma. And uh, didn't wake up until just the other night. So uh, he got so mad he broke his car just so he could. But <laughs> well, we're, we're glad I, you're feeling better and and back on the mic with us in the cut uh, to discuss episode four, homecoming. Abs- absolutely, I can't yeah. wait. I have I have thoughts. <laughs> yeah, this episode is. Um, I I will say this episode may not, in my view, may not be as good as episode three, but it was still pretty good. Still better than one and two. That's for sure. Yeah, um, as as Kevin and I as Kevin and I sort of uh, hashed out last time, we both enjoyed three. I liked four quite a bit too. Um, it's again, this show continues to be a mixed bag for me. I think I've mentioned that before, but uh, no, o- overall, I was pretty happy with it. I know that not everyone here at the table shares <laughs> that, obviously, but we'll uh, as usual we'll do a uh, you know quick recap, break down the episode beat by beat. And then get into uh, what we thought of it. So, yeah. Kevin, what happened? Episode this, four. A lot. Go. So, a lot happens. So, we're going to try to do this recap pretty quickly. A lot happens, like, in this episode. Like, it's crazy. Back and forth shots. Like, it's, it's, you're, you're getting a lot of different perspectives, and it's pretty quick at points. So, we're going to try to do this fairly fast here. Um, so, the episode opens, again, with a flashback. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at that. Seen a lot of those. kind of a pattern here. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. A lot of those. Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, so we have a flashback of all the young Spartans. Uh, we introduce, you know, Silver Team. We see Soren as a child. They're all marching together, uh, and they are like, ch- like children, like kids. They yeah, are kids, kids. kids yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, they're doing a training, and then we we see with like a CPO Mendez mm-hmm. shouting orders and slogans and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden we see a young John Halo. Master Cheeks one one seven, and uh, he's he's running uh, and stuff. I didn't, I didn't even get to talk about the butt shot last week. <laughs> oh yeah, you missed that. <laughs> so we see a young uh, John, and then uh, it cuts, and he's in a room, kind of basically just looks like a jail cell. 
Um, and then he's kind of comforted kind of by like a young Halsey. Um, and she kind of scolds him a little gently for trying to escape yet again. So he's turns out he's been trying to escape for quite some time. Uh, that time we saw in the other episode with Soren, he, you know, didn't. And that, that seems to be a little different then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like one of the first mm-hmm. times he didn't want to escape. Um, but so Halsey kind of scolds him a little bit. John says he wants to go home. Halsey kind of insists that, you know, you are home, one of us, you know, kind of shit. And <laughs> yep. uh, he volunteered to be there. And he's kind of like, I did? Yeah, okay, I'm like five. Um, she goes on to kind of in- impress upon him that how he's really special and how, you know, he has potential to lead the Spartans to greatness. And and she says um, the quote, she's like, you're going to save all of us. And it's crazy indoctrination bullshit. Like, per usual. she's fucked yep. up. I hate her even more. Like, it's really gross the way she, like, talks to him. It's, it's really disgusting. Um, so we see this scene, and then all of a sudden... It cuts back to the present, and it does. It kind of does the um the Jon Snow kind of cut, where like you see the younger version of him, like the baby, and then all of a sudden it cuts to the older version. We see present Jon, and then Cortana, uh, and then Halsey, and then her creepy, creepy Adun, uh, the 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 her uh, assistant, lab Aiden. assistant yeah. who, dude, oh, wait, is Aiden? I'm pretty or sure Adun? it's Aiden. It's just spelled Adun. Okay, Aiden. <laughs> it's. Bro, who cares a shit? Okay, he's a yeah. creep, man. That's all I'm gonna call him. He's a, he's a creep. He's man. a weird guy. He has a weirdly spelled name. Everything about him is weird. Fucked vibes from this guy yeah. in general. Oh it's, it, my god! Again, dude, I got so much I didn't get to talk about. <laughs> <last week. laughs> so basically, they are on their way to uh, John's home planet, and we see John kind of just staring out at the viewport uh, at quote you know slip space, and he says that it looks different. And Cortana's like, "What's going on?" And she explains that you know. No one can really see slip space, and to which John then responds, "You're ruining it." <laughs> and it's kind of an allusion to earlier mm-hmm. when uh, Quan and Master Chief were kind of sitting there, and they were like first, you know, in slip space, and it was kind of Quan's first experience with it, and he just was like indifferent to it, and now he's kind of like, "Well, bro, this is fucking cool." And so then Aiden, the lab assistant, he kind of looks at uh, Halsey and and warns her that like John's acting quote unspartan like, and so Halsey theorizes that the artifact from Madrigal might have some form of, like, intelligence behind it, and then she seems a little keen on identifying, like, what intelligence that is, and she she doesn't necessarily, like, dismiss mm-hmm. Aiden's concerns about John, but, like, she I feel like she's super excited about, like, all this, like, new tech and shit that, like, she's just like, yes, I understand. John's okay right now. Like, he's still fine. It's still unclear why John specifically... Uh, is able to kind of interface with this artifact. And so she she's, like, trying to figure it out. Like, Halsey's like, okay, I got to figure this thing out. Cortana tells John that he's showing signs of anxiety, most likely for the first time in his adult life or, you know, mm. in life as, like, a person at the moment, besides yeah. one through five. And he's obviously nervous about going, quote, <laughs> right. home. So he's, like, kind of excited and free. he's getting flooded with all these freaking emotions and he's like what do i do oh my god slip space oh my god uh, there's a woman in my brain like he's going all sorts of shit is going on it's if you think about it it's like kind of overload it's pretty crazy but to be fair though he doesn't really doesn't really visually communicate yeah. that that much he yeah doesn't look worried at all it's just he, it, he it looks, a, looks little a little shook a little bit uncomfortable but like not... his facial expressions are still kind of like deadpan to a degree well I, it also could be too it's like he doesn't really know 
he might not know how to react to anxiety because he's never yeah, had yeah. it. So like that part of your brain, oh, like, sure. Hey, you're supposed yeah. to feel nervous. He's like, I don't know what that is, man. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm, I'm gonna be mm-hmm, honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that I think that comes across pretty well from, uh, from yeah. Schreiber's uh, performance there. He's yeah, I think he's great. Um, so then after this scene, all of a sudden it cuts and it's on the approach <laughs> to Madrigal. And Soren shares with Quan his experience as like an ex-Spartan. And he's explaining how his childhood memories previously blocked off from his like inhibitor chip and all that other stuff. They kind of started to reimpose themselves after he escaped and took all that stuff out of his body. And he emphasizes that the memories tell you who you are and remind you of what's important to you. He finds out, he says, you know, I remembered my dad. Uh, It took me a year. And then he looks at Quan. He's like, and then it took me a year to remember that I'm the one who killed him. Like, he's just like, it's, it's, and she kind of like steps back and is like, whoa, okay. Um, All right, weirdo. And yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty weird. He's kind of creepy, man. Yeah. Like, he, he really gives this, like, weird, Which, creepy vibe. It's just uh, funny because, like, he didn't give me that vibe yeah. the first episode we met him. But, like, as... Yeah. As, he's very nonchalant in, like, as every the, As the show, like, it was so funny. It was like, oh, he's a nice guy. And then uh, the, the later I was like, oh, he's not a nice guy. Episode three is like, oh, he's not a nice yeah. guy. And then episode yeah. four, you're like, is he a nice guy? It's like, yeah. I... Yeah, we, it's... it's, it's oh. That's unclear. It's just kind of, like... The pattern he's setting is that he's very nonchalant in every situation, whether that's being friendly or being intimidating or being scary. Like mm-hmm. everything he does, he's very effortless about. Mm-hmm. So like, it's almost sociopathic. Yeah. Like, th- no, there's no difference between for him between you know saying something really fucked up, like I killed my dad, or you know, hey John, good to see you. Like they're the same thing to him. He's a he's an interesting guy. I feel like his emotions, even though he has them, the way he speaks and his cadence at times and about specific subjects, he has that almost like john style spartan deadpan when he says it yeah so it's like yeah maybe he's still fucked up from all that stuff i don't know that's just that's just how his personality is now that's how he grew up you know but that scene is cool to me it stuck with me because i think that's really setting the the theme for this episode the theme being memories and the Mm -hmm. power of memories Mm -hmm. and how they are key to your identity yeah that's your hint for the beginning of the episode yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so then we cut back to reach and kai she is the one uh, Spartan who viewed Master Cheeks taking out his, you know, little uh, inhibitor chip thingy in his spine. Yep. The witness, yes, yeah. the witness. Take, the witness taking out his taking out his Bactat pill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. And uh, so Kai cuts out her, you know, hormonal pellet. I want to do that too. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And so. The same way that, you know, John did Which it. I love that that's her first reaction to someone cutting themselves <laughs> in front of a mirror. It's well, like, ooh, if Chief's doing it, it must be good. She follows orders. She follows his example. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think she had a natural curiosity yeah, that wasn't, I think so too. like, inhibited, to be honest. Um, and so instantly you can mm-hmm. tell by her demeanor, uh, uh, one of the Spartans walks up and is like, hey, are you okay? And she's just like, yeah, why? I'll see you later. Like, she already starts, like, acting more like, the fuck you want, bro? Yeah. Like, what? Like, hey, Riz, what's up? Good to see you. To do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, can I help you? Go Hello, away, please. fellow Spartan. How do you do, fellow kids? I am fine. How are you functioning today? <laughs> and so then uh, John and Halsey, they reach uh, Aradinus 2. And then as soon as they get there, John's childhood home uh is kind of found they're they're looking for it and they finally find it and it and halsey kind of explains that this part of a terraforming effort and the whole science expedition thing for the planet she she goes over 
what they were trying to do, and I believe it was only six planets or something like that. Uh, and then she says how much of a big effort it was and how it was, it was so hard to do. And then she says, John, you know, your parents, they were right. heroes just like you. And, like, does the same shit we see in the memory kind of style, like, <clears throat> build, trying to build them up. Um, and they locate the spot, the exact spot he saw in his memories, and they just instantly start digging because he's like, you know, my dad buried something. I think it was all my pictures or I think it was the artifact. I don't remember. And so they just start digging and like you just see all these craters like just being dug. And so then right after that, we cut we cut right away to, you know, Madrigal. Um, and we see we see Venture walking with like, yo, we see him walking with a gang of dudes. They're all in like this weird like matrix style outfits like black leather coats i saw it and i was like yo it's elon musk like he's just (laughs) literally look he's walking like that and i just pictured that he even has like a cyber truck like it's like right behind him venture is what elon musk thinks he is basically (laughs) venture venture is the bright spot in the darkness for me because i don't i i I don't like any of the characters so far i'm I'm gonna straight up say it Mm -hmm. yeah but like i'm i meant to not like him so i'm like oh this is great yeah yeah he's fun to watch Always. So he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a very bad guy because then the first yeah. thing he says is he says hello to a local and they're like scared of him and run away. And he's uh, they're like, his guys are like, what do you want to do now? And he goes, it's time to thin out the herd. And so like, he just wants to start killing people. Fucking nuts. I um, think he's referring then, like, specifically to like agitators. I think he knows that pretty like, much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So then we cut to Quan and Soren and then they make for the city on magical, the main city. And they're kind of in search of, like, allies and supporters of Quan's father. One of her friends, they're going through, like, a market, like, super cluttered market. And, like, she's got her hoodie up and all that stuff trying to hide. And she meets a friend named Atu. And he warns Quan that it's not safe for her on Magical at all. And then he's like, uh, you know, he offers to meet her at a memorial service that's going on that night for her dad. And Soren and Quan then turn around and they notice a bounty on her head. That's still in effect. And she's like the most wanted person in Madrigal. But like while she's walking through, like she was already trying to hide herself. But while she's walking through this market, she like just takes her hoodie off uh-huh. and she's just like, oh my God, it too. What's up? And it's like, bro, what? And even Soren's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, kid? Like put that shit back on. <laughs> Ixnay like, on the owing Shay, your ace face. Literally. <laughs> They're trying to murder us. Literally. It is, it is bonkers she just keeps taking her like i will say this she does it throughout the whole fucking episode and it drove me nuts yeah well and she's isn't like you didn't her dad teach her how to like you think her dad would teach her some resistance survival, like insurgent training 101 she's Don't loud take- too yeah. she's just screaming the entire time like whenever she talks to anybody her dad is exactly the problem because she's in such a like entitled mode of like everyone on magical loved my father therefore they have to love me and do what i say so it's like i don't know i i'm not a fan of quan in this episode generally but i wasn't a fan of, kind of annoying. the magical stuff I'll, I'll, the, what comes next is way more interesting. yeah no what was cool we'll circle back on quan later we'll circle back to quan as many times as the show makes it circle back to her <laughs> But what does come next is pretty cool. We go back to Reach where we see Kai. You know, this is after her impromptu surgery, uh, copycatting John. And she's in the middle of, like, you know, cleaning her rifle. She's just, you know, keeping herself busy. She's doing what I would expect a, a Spartan does in their downtime, just, you know, taking care of their equipment. And in the middle of this, she's just, she looks over at the mirror again and just thinks, I have an idea. Just has, like, she's struck by an impulse and decides to dye her hair, just put coloring in it. And it's like, 
this haphazard attempt. It's, you know, clumsy. It's kind of amateurish. It's probably the first time she's ever done anything like this. And she's using, like, her gun oil. which yeah, is she's like using gr- gun grease. Yeah, like grease oh, that she was cleaning. I thought it was with. her blood. It, it looked, I, I looked away for a second, and then I looked back, and I was like, is that her blood? And I rewind, it's like, oh, no, it's gun oil. Okay. It was like, gotcha. it was it was way too greasy looking to be blood, and it was like just on her hands from cleaning her gun. I, that's what I assume. So I assume it's something, you know, some kind of lubricant. But it has like this reddish pink color, so she's like, this would look good in my hair. <laughs> and, you know, so like she, she's blonde with like these weird pinkish streaks now. And it, it, it looks clumsy, like I said, but she seems happy with it. It's like, hey, no, th- this is something I did for myself. This is self-expression. And it's kind of, yeah, by, she's happy with it. By the way, I know the show won't do this because it would distract from the plot, but I would have given anything for her when she was trying to take her pill out to miss and, like, nick a kidney. Oh, God. <laughs> that, just, to, like, just to show, like, like no, and I'm, I'm making the joke, but it's like, that would show, like, hey, Chief was useful in getting that thing out. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I wish her, like, at least, like, I, mean, I wish, like, I mean, like, Cortana helped her. Your Cortana, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Like, yeah. if she just dug yeah. at herself a little bit, like, oh man, I can't find the thing that John pulled out of that. Uh, that goes I'd... to show you, Kai. Don't try and cut yourself, don't try and cut an implant out of yourself without yeah. an AI. Improv surgery is hard, everybody. Yeah. It was really cool, though, to see, like, how fast it was taking effect of, like, at least finding individuality. Yeah. And, and, like, it was and, pretty quick. Yeah. And you see more of that later on, like, you know, right after that. Miranda Keys, Dr. Miranda Keys. Uh, yeah, doctor, not not commander. So she, that that she's not a lieutenant, that, that, not a commander. She's just a doctor in in the show. That that kind of kid, that kind of made me a little a little sad. I was like, oh, so we're so we're not it's we're a, not going to get her leading troops into battle. It's then. a different okay. character. Yeah, yep. we, we no, it's this. different direction, different direction. But so Doctor Keys asks Silver Team, you know, so Kai along with Riz and Vanek uh, to come help her run some tests on the Keystone, and you know, as soon as she shows up, Kai, you know, they're all armored up, they're all in their helmets, and Already, compared to the other two, Kai's like so outgoing and expressive more than normal. Like she's just kind of there and just really chipper. Like you know, just hey, yeah. what are we doing today? And so she, you know, doesn't stand at attention when she walks in. Uh, you know, starts speaking at a turn, just doing some like Aiden, the creepy guy, said earlier, doing some unspartan like things. And kind of in response to this, or just kind of in general, Keys Miranda seems to have this discomfort around the Spartans. She just never seems... At... Why are my robots talking back to me? Yeah, like, she she seems so uneasy around them in general, but especially when Kai, you know, starts making... trying to make conversation, basically. Keys is like, okay, sure, all right. <laughs> like, just very... Yeah, she's, like, weirded out. She's like, okay. While that's happening, John and Halsey, back on Aridinus 2, they, you know, they strike Paydirt after digging for probably hours, and they find a cache of John's old sketches that he drew as a child. And Halsey's like, okay, perfect. Let's take these back to HQ for analysis. The uh, job's done. But John, he's not done yet. He, he wants to look through the rest of his abandoned house that's you know, now overgrown with you know, plant life. And he just wants to check it out. And he uh, doesn't take no for an answer. He just walks up there and you know, checks it out. And you know, we're, uh, while all this is happening, we're still seeing more flashbacks. And we kind of get a clearer picture of John's childhood. And his, de- his father, who seems like a nice guy most of the time, but we see one memory in particular where he's kind of uh, upset about John's drawing. Kind of a jerk. Yeah, a little bit of a jerk. He's like kind of doing this like, you, I better not catch you drawing this again, John. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it weird. so weird. He's like, what are you drawing? Yeah, yeah. So, John, we talked about this. No creative expression in this house. I thought we agreed that you'd give up on this foolish dream of being an artist, John. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, so it's kind of weird. Maybe we'll get more context on that later. But uh, speaking of fathers, back on Madrigal, 
transition. Uh, <laughs> Again, like back. Yeah, no, we're, we're <laughs> back and forth. The pacing back forth, on this episode forth. was weird, We're man. flying all over the place. Uh, yeah, so speaking of fathers, there's a vigil for Quan's father uh, back on Madrigal, and it's kind of at night, and it's this somber, you know, candlelit affair in the streets where people are just sort of hanging out and praying and chanting and whatnot, and Quan is disgusted she's just insulted at how small the turnout is she's like why isn't the entire planet here for my father she's have it he has this attitude it, it's such an which attitude. is great because the lady's like the lady's like lady they're dead <laughs> a lot of them are dead yeah venture's been capping guys in the face like for weeks now like there's madrigal's population took a hit i'm sorry uh but at the vigil she recognizes a woman named agatha who uh is one of was one of uh, her father's generals and she kind of just confronts Agatha, like, hey, why aren't you fighting back? Why aren't the people of Madrigal, you know, you know, keeping up what my father did? You know, why aren't they fighting for their independence? Yada, yada. And and keep in mind, she's, like, yelling this while, like, yep. it's a vigil. It's, like, people yeah. are, like, quiet, and they're, like, praying. They're, they're and, like, sad one and person, scared. Yeah, it's, it's literally, a, like, it, one person is talking, and they are just, like, you know, saying a prayer, and everybody's kind of there, and she's, like, the other woman's, like, Oh my god, you're alive! And she's like, "Yes, I'm alive! Hello!" It's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's, chill the fuck out, it, kid." It, it wasn't like full on yelling. It was a it was a loud whisper though. It was like, oh, yeah, it have gets, some yeah, have some decorum, have some decorum, one. Really loud. <laughs> a man died. You know him. He's called Dad. <laughs> but so you know, during this this heated discussion, Agatha has to explain that you know, Venture, she Venture's killed pretty much the entire remnants of the magical militia. There's not really. Many people left to fight. Have you heard that movie, The Purge? He did. He did that. that. Yeah, and you know this conversation sort of leads Quan to assume that oh, Agatha's been bought off. Like if if what you're saying is true, why hasn't he killed you? And so and and Agatha, like, that's actually pretty clever of Quan. Like, that's actually a very fair point. When Quan points this out, Agatha seems to confirm Quan's suspicions, and right then, Venture's goons arrive and uh, you know start arresting people. You know things get. Things get hairy. Quan and Soren narrowly escape that situation. Quan grabs uh basically Ray's lightsaber. Like <laughs> literally looked like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a it was like one of those stun prod things. It was like a, some kind of baton. Yeah. It was, but it looks exactly like Ray's lightsaber. Uh I forgot about that. Good call. So back on Aridinus 2, we're in John's childhood home. And Cortana does this nifty little trick where she kind of scans the environment and sort of virtually recreates the uh, layout of the home. And he's kind of like seeing his memories come to life in front of him, which unlock, you know, new visions. He, he's like seeing more clearly and more completely these memories of his old life. He's seeing his parents, his dog, uh, these visions of better, more innocent times. And to, he's completely ignoring Halsey at this point. Like she doesn't exist to him. He's just really enraptured by these visions and which which is great because Halsey keeps going like oh, that's cool hey what's that <laughs> she's yeah she's trying to like she keeps like, she keeps talking to him and he eventually is just like hold on a second and he like basically tells her to shut up yeah no yeah, he puts cool. her on hold he he has this priority straight and what's so what i love one thing i loved about this scene is that there's this you know close-up shot of john's face and he's he seems so serene it's this he smiles. calm, content smile on his face. And it's like he's the happiest he's ever been to just be reliving these moments. So that was a really nice, tender scene. But eventually these, you know, these visions that Cortana helps him see, he recalls where he found the second uh, object, the second artifact. 
Uh, but Cortana makes it clear to Halsey at this point that she's not showing John anything anymore. This is all coming directly from him. So this is all just stuff that was buried deep in his brain. Yep. And he, you know, digs deep enough into his mind to recover something he had never seen or thought of before. And it was a memory of Halsey herself visiting him here in this childhood home. He sees himself as a kid sitting on the counter and Halsey in front of him. And he's flipping a coin and guessing which side it'll land on, which is a direct callback to the novel The Fall of Reach. I love that. It Quick, is. You know, nice shout out. And when he kind of finishes this memory, he fixes this stare at Halsey that I would, I would die of a heart attack immediately if anyone looked at me like that. It's freaky, You know what bro. I mean? Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I may have miscalculated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, he gives her the meanest mug, the, like the, the, the deadliest glare. And like, he's like, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> kind okay. of. I, I do want to say, like, I th- in, the, in the episode, I think she even says, like, you know, you're really lucky, John, like to the kid. After yeah. he like, gets got yeah. And, and all, the, the, all I could think is my first five minutes, I go, not lucky enough to not get caught every time you try to escape from prison. <laughs> yeah. It's like your 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 luck is real shit when you try to escape to your freedom. And this this does remind us of what Soren said earlier about you know after you free yourself from the conditioning and the surgeries that make you a Spartan, like you your memories come back and it's almost it, it's kind of implied that maybe John's interactions with the artifact sped up this process that Soren went yep. through. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Uh, Another scene I liked right after was, you know, we're in Miranda's lab. At this point, Dr. Keyes has sort of run the tests and established that none of the other Spartans of Silver Team, Kai, Riz, and Vanek, none of them are able to replicate John's experiences with the artifact. Like, when they, they've all touched it, nothing happened. So they're all basically dead ends on that end of things. So they've kind of given up on that. But they're, they're back in her lab and, you know, just sort of helping her out however they can. And they, Kai, you know, again, she's, she's feeling herself and she's just speaking her mind now. And she starts showing some out of the ordinary enthusiasm for military research. And what's cool is that Riz and Vanek, they are still being their reserved Spartan selves, but they kind of go along with it. They sort of sound off like Miranda, Kai's like, oh, this is so cool. Check this out. This is a needler. You know how it works. And, you know, Riz and Vanek sort of weigh in on it. Like, yeah, cool. It's, <laughs> but very like. They have very clipped, punctual sentences. It's, you know, Vanek's like, very, fire and forget. Like, he has, this, has these little remarks about what Kai is saying. So it's, it's interesting. Like, I'll, you know, I have thoughts on that later, but I like this but scene. But also, because, like, they're just standing there, too. Like, yeah. they're still at attention. And she's walking around. She's yeah. looking at the worms that, like, are from the, uh, I believe that the same worms from, um, from like, the hunters. The hun- like, those, yeah, the like, hunter she's worms. She's looking yes. at them. She's, she yes. picks up uh, the whole needler and she's like, yo, check it out. And, and like, haul, and like, which, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I, this get, I'm gonna go up on a full rant on this later, but it was really funny. Miranda Keys, uh, yeah, she, she reacts like she's like, when, when she picks up, when Kai picks up the gun, she's like, oh my God, you know, don't touch that gun. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, and then she like goes, you know, she goes through the whole thing of what it is and she goes, don't worry, see, there's no pink needles up here. And then Miranda's like, I know what a needler is. Like, well, then why were you scared when she picked it up? Yeah. It was an interesting contrast between, like, yeah, Kai walking around just being really free and open and Riz and Vanek still being statues, but they still, like, they, they still have this banter between themselves and Miranda. And, well, during this, they kind of casually reveal that they, they know Sanghili language pretty much. Like, this is stuff that they've just never shared with Miranda before. And so Miranda's shocked. Like, wait, what'd you say? Like, they, they use the, yeah. they use the covenant term for, uh, for the needler or something like that. This piques her interest and kind of inspires Miranda to pursue a new branch of her research. 
and she's kind of realizing, oh, these Spartans are good for more than just killing things. You know, they're, they can, uh, they're smart too. I never thought to <laughs> talk to them. And this is actually a continuation of earlier when she's testing them. You know, she, again, again, we mentioned how Miranda's like uneasy around the Spartans and Kai sort of calls her out on it. Like she's, she looks Miranda in the eye and says, you don't like, you don't think much of us, do you? Uh, Dr. Keyes sort of deflects a little bit. She's like, well, I wouldn't say that. And Kai you know, just doesn't let her get away, get away with it. She says, no, you think we're just machines, but you know, you don't realize how deep we are. And I'm a real girl. <laughs> she kind of like stands up for herself and her teammates. Like, you know, we've done all these other things other than just winning battles. Like I speak so many languages or yada, yada. Like I've studied uh, military strategy. Riz speaks so many languages. Vanek knows how swords work. And like, you know, just, you, you, we know more than you give us credit for. And that there's some payoff to that earlier scene here where Miranda's like, wow, these guys know a lot more than I thought they did. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We, we go back to Madrigal after this where, you know, we see Sh- Soren's ship that they flew here in is just being picked apart by scrappers and he's uh, angry. Yep. That's his favorite ship. <laughs> he's pissed off. Uh, and so he's, you know, kind of taking that on on Quan a little bit. Like, you owe me a ship, basically. And uh, yeah. Quan is still trying to sell him, like, no, 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 no. I'm still good for it. Uh, if we find my aunt, you know, she mentions her aunt Sujin, yep. who uh, kind of has control of the family fortune, as she puts it. Oh, she can still pay you for your trouble if we find her. And so, you know, that's kind of their next goal, basically. Meanwhile, uh, we have another scene of Venture. He's in a uh, a bathhouse of some kind. So we get yeah. we're getting more cheeks. We we have so many cheeks now. We get we had master cheeks in episode three. We had. Kai's cheeks briefly earlier, and now now ventures so a lot of a lot of n- near nudity uh, in this show. But uh, he he's being visited in his bath by a, a mysterious woman named Franco, and Franco is apparently you know some kind of assassin, I guess, because master assassin. Yeah, she's pretty. Uh, you know, she carries herself like a killer for sure. And you know, Venture asks her, uh, "Hey, um." I know that Quan Ha is here, and I can't afford her. Uh, how do we know? Wait, how do we know, guys? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure she's there? It's not like she announced her presence at the marketplace or the vigil or anything yeah, like I that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How could they possibly know? Venture has his sources, I guess. <laughs> so he he asks uh, Franco, find Quan and uh, clean up this quote-unquote loose end for me. Uh, discreetly, please. And so that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> bad news for bad news for Quan. Meanwhile, uh, we we go back to Aridness, and John, you know, kind of confronts Halsey about his memory, and he demands to know why were you in my house as a child? Like I saw you right over there. I was young. Like I hadn't. I wasn't on reach yet. I my parents were still alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My parents were still alive. I wasn't on reach as a Spartan yet. Why were you here? And, you know, really calls her out directly. And, of course, classic Halsey, she uh, deflects and plays mind games. And she's no, no, John, you're confused. You don't understand. Your memories have been muddled by the passage of time. Like, it was a long time ago. You were so, you were so young. And you went through so much. The trauma is, you know, making you think things that weren't there like you know just really doing the psych, like, psych job on him. Like, oh, no, memory, your mind can play tricks on you. And she then kind of appeals to John's sense of loyalty, really doing this guilt trip, love bomb bullshit on him. Like, I was always yeah. there for you. I've always looked out for you, and I always will. We're pals, yeah. man. <laughs> you can trust me. It's, yeah, just really slimy shit. And 
like we as the audience, or at least I, you know, you can see right through it. You can see she's really on the defensive. Like she's definitely being deceptive about something. She's hiding something. And I think John knows that too. Even though like she, you know, does that spiel and he sort of drops it at that point. But I think he wasn't entirely convinced. Meanwhile, Quan finally meets with her aunt Sujin. Uh, she manages to meet up with her along with Soren. And Sujin kind of has to break the bad news to Quan that, uh, sorry, there is no family fortune. Like, the money's gone. We're broke. Really aren't any people left on Madrigal who are willing to continue uh, Quan's father's uh, fight. And, you know, Quan finally lets her, uh, lets her emotional guard down. Like, her fire burns out a little bit. She kind of, on the verge of tears, admits that, you know, I, I feel like I have to do this. I... I have to pick up where he left off because he died to save me. It's like a very emotional motivation for her. It's like, I think she realizes at that point, like how she's pursuing it is not rational. It's not practical. Um, yep. And that was an, that was an interesting moment. And Sujin kind of additionally confesses like the, in another revelation, like Quan, your father wasn't what you thought he was. He was kind of crazy in the end of his life. He like, she, she alludes to these, uh, kind of vague mystics, these people who live in the desert that Quan's father met with once and they sort of led him astray. Like there was some kind of weird prophecy. Now we got a prophecy. Yeah, a prophecy. Uh, another one of those. Those are great. Uh, and it was very vague at this point. Like we don't really get much uh, concrete information about it and neither does Quan. So she's kind of left hanging when Franco shows up. Like this, this whole revelation's cut short because Franco shows up, kills Sujin's guards, then Sujin herself and Again, Quan loses her only family, really. Uh, she can't seem to catch a break. <laughs> but interestingly, Quan and Franco seem to recognize each other. There's like this moment where it seems like they, they know each other from before, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So Quan is saved at the last minute, luckily, by Soren, and they escape together, and they kind of leave town and look for another way to get off planet. And real quick, Soren has this, like, literally, it is a destiny handgun. Like yes. it straight up. I thought yeah. I saw it. I was like, that's a hand cannon. That's a la like, that's the last word or some shit. It's like cool. it, yeah. it looked straight out of destiny. So I will say they it was so they cool. gave him a, it, it looks like a gold plated revolver. And I was like, I mean, I love it. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a criminal cr criminal ruler of this outpost. That so is a, he has a, yeah, that's, that's a pirate gun for sure. I like yeah. It's it a pirate cool. gun. It was totally that. cool. I that will say that was, that was cool. pretty sweet. Yeah. So, we're nearing the end of the episode. John and Halsey, kind of the climax is they're setting off to find the second artifact. And, you know, they're driving off into the distance to look for, you know, the spot that John remembered seeing. And while that's happening, we, we kind of go back to Kai and Miranda. It's just the two of them now. Riz and Vanek have sort of been dismissed at this point. But Kai and Miranda are, like, bonding over their... Uh, they're hanging out. They're palling. Yeah, they're just palling around. And they're just, like, working on their, you know, Sanghilly... Um, translation project together and they start bonding over their shared experiences of being raised sort of by dr halsey in their own ways like you know miranda is literally dr halsey's daughter but uh didn't really have much of a mother-daughter relationship with her as far as we can tell and similarly kai was trained and indoctrinated by halsey but you know neither of them had a they have these this shared sort of trauma of having halsey be a, a formative person in their lives and as they're working together, they realize that the covenant chatter they've translated from the Sanghili warriors, uh, they're realizing that these, the elites are mentioning something called the sacred ring. They're sort of uncovering clues about something they call Halo. So they're, they're kind of hot on the trail of the same thing the covenant's after. So they're 
piecing together the puzzle bit by bit. And I, I kind of like that, you know, Kai, you know, she's been on this emotional journey, this whole episode, this whole process of self-expression and learning to think for herself. And she really bonds with, with Miranda here saying, like, you know, in a way, we're almost like sisters. So that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. Mom was an cool. asshole. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, she sucked. And, you know, this, this final monologue from Miranda sort of seals the deal. She's talking to Kai about, you know, what Halsey's like, what drives Halsey, what really motivates her as a, and defines her as a person. And she's kind of like warning Kai, like, you know, this thing you did with your hair and indirectly it kind of applies to John, too, about these, uh, quote, small acts of rebellion. You know, Halsey will see them as glitches, glitches in this grand experiment that she sees the entire universe as. And as Miranda knows too well, Halsey does not tolerate glitches. So mm-hmm. we're kind of left with this, this tone of ominous, yeah, ominous look, yeah, ominous tone that you know, Halsey's gonna be a problem for these characters when she sort of stops getting what she wants because, as Miranda makes it very clear, like Halsey gets what she wants. Don't be a miscalculation for her because she doesn't like those. Okay, now we've gone through the whiplash of this episode, back and forth and back and forth, the pendulum swing. We're gonna take a quick break. We will be right back. And that's, that's the end of episode four, uh, Homecoming. I, I'm going to throw it to you, Kevin. I'm going to let you uh, walk us through just your overall thoughts on this episode. Then, you know, I'll, then Jaden, I'll let you uh, spit the hot fire. And I'll bring it home. Oof. Kevin, what do you think in general? Okay, so I definitely, I, I still say episode three was better. Um, I think the part that I enjoyed the most, like the one like storyline was Kai following in Chief's steps to remove her inhibitor. I thought that was Mm -hmm. like really cool. And then like that whole story, but there's like parallels, but then there's also like differences. So like, unlike Chief, Kai's experiencing like all these human emotions and stuff alone. Mm -hmm. So like, Chief had Cortana to kind of like explain stuff to him. Like you're exhibiting anxiety. You're having this. And he's like, Oh, that's what that is. Oh, okay. And like, she's like kind of almost explaining some stuff to him. Like, this is what you're feeling. I can tell from your blood pressure, like weird shit (laughs) like that. But, uh, and, and also like he leaves the base and he's like doing shit in the, you know, everyday world. You know, he saw a couple loving each other on a, you know, giving each other a hug and a kiss, like on, on the train. And, you know, he sees mu- he listens to music, sees the this dog, you know, all, all this stuff. She just stays on the base. So she's still like surrounded by the same environment, but she's experiencing humanity within that environment. And even then, like within that environment, within like a military um environment, you still aren't supposed to have much individuality. Yeah. Um, so her like dyeing her hair and that kind of stuff, like just to stand out just a little bit. I thought that was kind of cool, yeah. like how she's maneuvering the uh, experience. So she doesn't really have anybody guiding her situation. Yeah. And she is much more like rash, like when it comes to like when, when she was doing the test with Miranda, she's just like, you don't like us very much, do you? And then like just out of nowhere. And then she's like, yeah, OK, whatever. And like grabs the mach- like the, the artifact and before she has all the machines, you know, set up. Miranda and she's just like boom and like Miranda's in the room Miranda's like oh my god she's like yeah see nothing all right cool and uh, like she's much more rash but then all of a sudden she's super laid back yeah and she's like showing a personality a lot quicker than John 
And I think the reason because of that is because the environment, but also like she's alone. So she has that freedom to show a personality. Whereas like Cortana, like talks to Chief. So kept Chief in check. Yeah, yeah. she kind of kept him in check still. Like he also does take his military like service and stuff like super mm-hmm. serious, like anyway. But it's just like, it's really interesting to think of like the nature versus nurture kind of thing in this, in this like thought experiment, just because of like, look at the environments, like they're two different environments, like chief, like, I really want to say like chief left. Like, I think that had a huge impact. He experienced everyday humanity, whereas she's still stuck Mm -hmm. in that military. She's probably going to go nuts if I had to make a prediction for later episodes. I could totally see that. She doesn't like again. She doesn't have anybody there for yeah. her to like guide her and help her. So like, she's had you know all she knows is military, and like she's kind of. I feel like she's excited about it. Like we see her, you know, get excited with the needler and that kind of shit. Like I feel like that's kind of you know going. I feel like that nurture aspect is going to guide her in a possible like mental break mm-hmm. episode, possibly. You know, I also thought it was pretty cool to see like how the experience pans out in just another way and then there's like all these subtle hints to show that like she's you know no longer like quote like machine you know um a weapon whatever like again like not standing at attention speaking out of turn and just walking around the room too like when they're in the lab like everybody's just standing there and she's walking around even even miranda's just kind of standing there and she's just like walking around looking at everything her curiosity uh kind of takes over many times which i thought was really cool because um it shows that like the Spartans are very smart and they know a lot of like information and just stuff in general, but like they don't necessarily express that. Whereas because she took that chip out now, she's like expressing it, but also like, like expressing her knowledge, but also like absorbing Mm. everything like a sponge even more because of that curiosity. Like I feel like if she still had the chip in like the other Spartans, they, are learning things that are at a tactical advantage and that will help them in the field. And for her, it's more like she's hungry for the knowledge now. It kind of showed, you know what I mean? Like that, that it kind of showed that. I thought that was really cool. I don't feel, I don't feel very invested in Madrigal yeah. at all. I feel you. Correct. It feels like filler, yo. Like I feel like I'm watching some Naruto filler episodes. I have a feeling that the writers didn't know what to do with Kai's character after episode one. Mm -hmm. And it feels to me like they Mm -hmm. keep throwing shit at the wall and hoping that it'll be interesting. You mean Quan's character? Or Quan's character. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Because they like, it's like, all right, well now she's, now she's going to go live with Soren. Okay. Now she's going to go back to magical. Uh, Okay. Now there's a prophecy. What? What? what, There's a prophecy now. It's like, Mm -hmm. yes. And she's going to be the general prophecy overlord lady. It's like, wait, what? What are you? What? Pick one. Pick one of these things yeah. to, to do with Madrigal. Yeah. Yeah. Or none of yeah. these things. Or like just have Master it, Chief. Just, like that's a, that's another person that he saved and interacted with in his life and didn't care. I think it would be cool, like if the planet itself, like everything that's going on, was to eventually play like a larger role in the overall like arcing story. But it's so hard to like think like that because right now all they're doing for it is like it's a rebel planet like it's it's just i don't know it just feels like yeah. i said super filler i would love if we go the entire season uh with with her and she you know she leads the rebellion and builds rebuilds her madrigal finally free 
And then the last episode, the Covenant glasses it. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's God. Bleak. That would fit, I guess. Yeah. That would fit so well with what they're doing yeah. with their show, where it's like, hey, nothing yeah. matters. <laughs> God. Like, because uh, yeah. I, I think, I don't think Reach is going to be around by the, by the end of the season. I don't, probably not. I think Reach no, is probably going to get so. glass. I, we, we know Reach is doomed pretty much. Uh, we, we know what happens yeah. if, if they follow that part of the canon. If they follow that part of the canon, yeah. yeah. But I, it'd be silly if they didn't. But here's the other thing, too, about Quan. Quan is a terrible spy and or fugitive. She shows her face literally everywhere. Like, I know I kind of touched upon that earlier, but like, holy shit, man. Like, you're getting loud in crowds. You're just giving yourself mm-hmm. away the entire time. And I just think it's a bit ridiculous for the most wanted person on the planet to just start screaming at the top of her lungs. Like, when she when she calls out, um, you know, the one general at the vigil, like, at first she's a little loud. And then all of a sudden, like, when she calls her out, like, why are you still alive? She just gets really loud. And everybody starts kind of, like, turning. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this kid doing? Well, like, that's just they're trying to show her naivete. Like, she doesn't she doesn't know how to be a general yet because she hasn't gotten Yeah, she's there. just a kid. It's she's going to. I don't know. Kids make mistakes. But that's yeah. not what I'm But, like, if you're going to die, you're a well, fugitive. They're trying yeah, to kill you. I Shut mean, the I fuck agree. up, man. Yeah, like, you got to yeah, be hiding. Like, she's being dumb, but that's kind of part of her character. She's a kid. Kids make mistakes. You know, teenagers are. Yeah. Teenagers are dumb, dude. What do you want? I don't know. Life or death. No, <laughs> Teenagers like, are dumb. No. I have a couple little things, too. Like, I think John definitely owned a Great Pyrenees. I'm just going to make that, like, quote, canon for this because, like, I have a Great Pyrenees. I, I know like I said that Pyrenees. before, but, like, that dog They're was cute. a Great Pyrenees. I'm just going to go with that. Um, and then speaking of pets, the whole storyline in the in the um, the lab, the Spartans are talking about how they all had pets and then, like, they were mm-hmm. in like uh, mock combat stuff, and if they lost, they had to kill their pet. And so, like Kai's, like, yeah, I had—I don't remember what Kai had. Uh, it was like a cat or a dog. dog, a dog, a dog. And then, like, uh, what's his face had a pig. Vanek had a pig, yeah, yeah. And so, like, they all named them and stuff, and they all actually kind of seemed like happy of their animals. She, Kai, seemed happy and like excited to talk about it, whereas like the other Spartans were like kind of like proud of it if that makes sense like for like their achievements almost but then Uh you find out that they uh even if they won so like if they lose the con the mock combat they have to kill their their animal if they win they get to keep it alive and then it's like you know taking care of something and then and then all of a sudden like at the end of the whole mock thing when it's fully over like tournament whatever you know your Uh multiplayer is over you have to kill your animal that was so fucked up like a and anyway. like yeah. it just shows how messed up Halsey is, and it just showed how messed up the Spartan program was, like psychologically. I was like, yeah. holy shit! Um, so I liked that in terms of like it really showed how crazy these Spartans have to. Like, Which, by be. the way, is that you know I'm gonna I I haven't I didn't do any research on this. My only source was uh, the greatest uh, television show ever, Deadliest Warrior. <laughs> Hell yes, dude. Um, <laughs> But I do remember that there is some special forces out there that, like, that's part of their training is that they have to raise uh, a chicken, name it to care for it, and then they kill it. That's fucked up. I think that was the German, the German, uh, the German special forces. Messed up, man. Wow. And like, that's all part of their all part of their training. And again, my source is Deadliest <laughs> Warriors. So I don't know if that's still well. A thing, we we know I, that's as authoritative as oh, it yeah. gets, though. Oh, oh yeah. yes, of course. <laughs> I also really like to like showing the side of Spartans' experiences that they like how they're undervalued and then like not even researched. Like the fact that they knew these languages, all the stuff that they learn in the field, like like mm-hmm. it's kind of like the UNSC like doesn't really expect them to retain so much knowledge in the field, but like there's a lot that they have to deal with, like covenant wise yeah. and that kind of stuff. And it like nobody really knew, 
I don't know how that makes sense. I think more of they just they feel like see them as weapons. So like they don't really think they would learn necessarily like something new kind of like that. They're, it's like they're not valued for anything beyond the battles they can Correct. Win. And that's kind of the, the um, point Kai made to Miranda. They're uh, they're they're assets. They're not people. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And lastly, Halsey's assistant still freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> yes. 100 um, percent. So, Jaden, we didn't we didn't catch you. Uh, we, we weren't able to uh, hear your take on episode three. But, you know, just just with that in context and, you know. Were you having seen episode four uh, a couple times because you forgot you watched it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I need to talk about this. So, um, what do you think? Uh, to give you an idea of how much I didn't like episode four, I watched it the day it came out, mm-hmm. and it was so unmemorable for me <laughs> that I forgot that I watched it. So I had to. So I, I went. I literally sat down to watch it again, <laughs> and I, I I realized, oh wait, I've seen this already because my uh, my episode counter. Uh, was like you know down to down to zero. Uh-huh. So or you know it was like, hey, continue watching. I was like, wait, did my brother watch this? <laughs> we share an account. No, no, I watched this. Oh, man, this was not Damn. good. Ouch. I think uh, yeah, episode three was where I decided I didn't like the show. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I I realized like the big reason why I don't like it in episode four. Mm-hmm. I went to school. Full disclosure, I went to school for uh, video production and uh, media production which I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes now that you've heard that. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a filmmaker. No, that's not I mean, I, am, I but... said that too in the last episode. I was going to view this whole thing cinematically rather than like Halo. Like, I, I don't know. I'm viewing it more like as a show. Yeah, which is fine. But my big problem is that the, the number one rule that you teach when, you're, when it comes to creating visual media is show, don't tell. Halo is a very busy you know busy product it has a lot you know a lot of action sequences a lot of fighting there has not been a fight scene a proper like big big fight scene since episode one yeah you know there was yes there was there was the assassin segment there with like the little close quarters combat in that broom closet that apparently they were in but i mean just my biggest example of this is uh when they're in the alien autopsy room and she picks up the needler and then explains to dr keys what a needler is mm-hmm. it's like why why did you not show me what a needler is yeah you know show me it exploding people into pink mist and and like the other thing too is like they you know one of the one of the one of the guys brags about you know it's like you ever heard a grunt beg for its life now now that's that's i'm just like i would love to see a grunt if you've listened to any of our podcasts before you know i love the grunts <laughs> i love those danny devitos of death if you will <laughs> And I have yet to see the most common alien race in the Covenant yeah. once. It's, it's, it's baffling to me. And then, but the thing is, it's like, I don't know who the show is made for. Because if you're making this not for Halo fans, you're making this for a mainstream audience, they're going to assume that a grunt is that dead elite on the table. Because they don't know what a grunt is. Because grunts are frontline infantry, and the only infantry that we have seen are the elites. There is a surprising lack of covenant in a show where they are the main antagonists. They're supposedly there. I think the creators of the show are trying to go for like a game of Thrones. Like, Ooh, look at all the factions that we have. in this world. they totally are. It's like, that's not what this property is. Like in, in the books, in the media and everything, it's like, yes, the insurgents were there, but they kind of fell to the wayside because they were like, Hey, the UNSC is bad. But these guys are literally trying to genocide us. Maybe we should deal with them first. And the show makes it seem like the Covenant are like this extra 
side show. Like, let's not worry about that. Let's find out what's going on on Madrigal. Yeah. And I'm like, it means nothing because the Covenant could show up and kill well, everyone. Well, don't forget, though, when it comes to Halo, the whole point of Spartans, the creation of them was to quell human resistance. And so I think what they're doing at the beginning of this show specifically is to show the infighting within humanity and then kind of sprinkle Covenant on it. And like then when the Covenant like kind of goes after the Halo and stuff, they really will probably show. And I'm I'm just spitballing here, but I, I think what they're going to do is probably show the Covenant fucking shit up a lot more and then like making it so like humanity has to come together and then the Spartans aren't going to be like, you know, the enemy of rebellion and humanity, they're going to be the saviors of humanity. I think that's sure. what they're leading up to. Like, I think they're trying to build that into it first. And then right. maybe if they do another season, they'll make it way more about, like, Spartans versus I, and shit. I sure hope so. I, I mean, I, I would hope so, but it's like, also, I'm like, like, that's the more interesting take, so why are you wasting all this time with me to pivot to that? But also, I think, honestly, like, if, if I'm using the Game of Thrones metaphor, I think they're trying to turn the Covenant into the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Because all you know, like the insurgency is like, oh, these guys don't exist. You know, like, oh, I always thought it was propaganda that the Covenant yeah. were around. I'm still gonna watch the the show, but I'm only watching it to talk with you guys about <laughs> it because That's I fair. like talking with you about this stuff. I'm I'm honored. I, I appreciate that. Yes, I, I, because I I enjoy the content that we are creating, but I uh, but honestly, I feel like I put more time into my review of this than the creators of the show did making it. I will say I 100% agree that we should be seeing grunts by now, and I 100% agree that I that there need to be more actual battles with the Covenant. Like that's what I want to see. Um, so you know, I, I like like exploring Chief's humanity is a great thing. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here when for you too. do it in spurts. Yeah. I feel like they're getting that out of the way first, and it's a mistake. Mm. It's like that is what you know, man or machine. That debate has been the core debate of Halo for so long. But you're not having the, like, it, it, it was on the side because you needed to see why Chief was useful. Mm, yeah. I get that. You know, Chief should, you know, in, in, the, in the old canon, you know, Chief's being thrown from battle to battle. He never gets a chance to rest. Yeah. Like, he's been out of combat. Like, he has, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't shot a gun in three episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a, he's a super soldier who's not being a super soldier. And I'm like, I don't understand who is who this well, is for i'm i'm just trying to figure out because because i i don't like any of these characters yet i uh, there's not one that's made me go yes i like you because they keep throwing this unnecessary stuff on something that's a very simple premise it's like whoever is creating this wanted to be big brained and like tell this deep rich lore filled story and i'm like cool but you're not doing the other part of this that is already deep and lore filled that stuff is interesting but it's not interesting to me because I want to make my own. You know thing. who you're sounding like though when you say like he hasn't been a weapon, like he's not a weapon. There's one character who continuously keeps saying that, and you're agreeing with them a lot. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's not Halsey, but it's Halsey's assistant. He keeps saying it's a you know he's a weapon. He's not acting like a weapon. Like why are we doing like he should he should be the we- like he's a weapon. He should be a weapon. Why are we you letting him kind of become a human? Why are you letting him do? So you're you're um. You're green with the fucking weirdo. I'm just, I'm just, I'm throwing that out there, man. Like you, 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 you know. You, I mean, you can, you can say that. You can be mean and say a horrible thing that I'm that you relate me to that monster. <laughs> um, you fucking asshole. But uh, 
here's the thing though he's not wrong exactly Chief is a weapon yeah. like let's see him let's see him use his skills for but Christ's hey, they're sakes. acknowledging that at least they're acknowledging that they they know like i feel like the writers know they're like yeah it's fucking stupid he should be he should be a weapon like i mean they 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 acknowledge it i mean oh god i'm just i'm just like man i just i need i mean i i just don't think like you can't sell me on a game like this and that's my but problem. It's not a game. It's, like, it's not like, a game, I, though. It's, it's a TV game. show. It's a show. It's a show based on a game that was that's way more interesting. Yeah, than no, this. yeah, but I mean, like again, it's a general audience. Like they're trying to get general people. So like again, like these couple episodes. Building again, I, the world. I think they're trying. They tried to make Game of Thrones, and I'm like, this is not the media to adapt into Game of Thrones. Like it feels way more world buildy, if anything. Jaden, I was going to ask, are you done? But that would have sounded really rude. <laughs> no, no, I, no, okay, so. <laughs> no, Connor, I'm not done. I still have the mic, Mr. I, Senator, I still have my, I will not yield the floor. No, no, I, I, I hear all that. I respect all that. I just, I guess I just see it differently. Um, I'm, but you're wrong. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. This is not an argument show. <laughs> I know, I know. This is not a show. This is not, Halo series on Paramount Plus is not one of those shows that I'm going to fight people on and like die on a hill over because I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it so far, but there are many, many valid criticisms and there are many oh, sort yeah. of perspectives that are completely subjective that I just don't share, but I see the point of. So to Jaden's uh, gripes and complaints about the show, like I really have no answer other than I like it. It's fine with me. Like there's really nothing to say other than, you know, every th- we're experiencing the same show. We're just taking it in very different ways. Yeah. So no, it's like, I, I, I do actually, Connor, I do want to put you on a hot seat real quick. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, Go uh, for it. step Let's in this it. chair for me real quick. Uh, the seat, the seat is quite, Oh cool. yeah. I'm um, settling in. It's pretty comfy in this. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, there's some soda to the left. Oh, thank there you. And some chips. Very nice. Very nice. See, see what I'm doing is telling, not showing because we're doing an audio medium. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Writers. Um, you uh, after watching, I think it was episode four. You 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 tweeted a very suspect tweet. Uh, you Ooh. tweeted out. Um, okay. I'm gonna make sure I get the exact quote here. I, gotta, <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared for this. I just, I just wanted to fire this back at you. Um, you said something to the effect of this show is fine for you because uh, you weren't expecting it to be great. Sure. But for what it is, you're enjoying it. Sure. Is that basically the the concept of the quote? Yeah, it was more or less like the key to watching it for me is just not expecting anything other than that wasn't bad. By that metric, I liked episode four. It was it was decent. Okay, yeah. um, I just feel that that is not a good metric to judge. A I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's the metric I'm using. That is that is that is the metric to judge um, the waffle maker that you got on sale on Amazon. It is not for a, for a product that allegedly cost twelve million dollars an episode to make. I'll be very clear about something. I have really low standards for TV, and okay, and, and okay. Let, let me say why because. There's so much of it out there to watch that, like, I'm not, I, I just don't see the point in getting wrapped up in, like, what's good and what's not good. Like, I don't care what's good or what's not good. I, I only care about what I enjoy watching. And because, like, my time is valuable to me. I'm not going to waste time watching a show I'm, like, literally not having fun watching. So, like, that's my only metric. That takes, pre- uh, that takes precedence over whether or not I think it's a technically, you know, objectively good product. I don't really care about that. I care if I enjoy it or not. And just if I can, if I can get specific on what I did like about this episode or even the things I didn't like. Yes, yeah. please. Well, I, I hope that answers your question. Like, I, I, I yes. know that that's not a good, like, I know that that's not the ideal <laughs> that TV should shoot for. I know that TV, like, can't, like, I know that the series could be better. And I know that generally TV shows should strive to be better than the Halo series has been so far. But based on my 
standards of a TV show and my expectations of an adaptation, really. Adaptations are almost always terrible from, ga- from games generally. So I just, I shoot low. I'm like, if, if this, if I don't actively hate it and I find things about it that I like, yeah, it's a good experience for me. So I, I guess specifically for episode four, I just really enjoyed just this continuation of John sort of figuring, figuring himself out, exploring his past. It was, I, I loved that scene where he's just like, remembering things and smiling i just that was a heartwarming moment and i i really enjoyed that and like related to that is halsey's discomfort at like seeing him relive this stuff and like knowing that he's going to uncover things that are uh very bad for her and i you know it's satisfying to see halsey uh be uncomfortable because we all don't like her uh so you know also like i really liked kai uh her growth here like her her you know moments of stepping out into her own and you know, watching her think for herself. I found it a little strange that Riz and Vanek kind of just let it slide. They didn't seem concerned that Kai was behaving kind of out of the ordinary at the lab. But the flip side of that was that the banter between Silverteen was really entertaining. I, I just liked watching them open up a little bit and kind of, you know, the the fatalistic and sort of like dark gallows humor way that they look at the world is really interesting to me. And I like seeing more of them just sharing their thoughts on things. like. Yeah, Kai, you know, you mentioned uh, Jaden, the grunts thing. I, I agree. We need more grunts. We should, or, not even more grunts. We need grunts, period. We haven't seen them yet. But yeah, no, yeah. no. even without that, though, I I just liked, you know, have you ever heard a grunt beg for its life and Vanek just like kind of chuckles? He's like, it's pathetic. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just fun watching them shoot the shit together. Like I, I just enjoyed that on its, on its face. And yeah, no, there's missing context of what grunts are. And I, I agree with you there, but I, I still liked the banter. Uh, I, to Kevin's point, the Madrigal arc was pretty dull to me at first. Um, it was kind of the B plot of this episode and it, yeah, at first I wasn't a fan of it, but I, I thought it went in an interesting direction toward the end, at least like it, it at least went somewhere, but while it was happening, I remember feeling kind of annoyed with this really, I'm going to call it a trope. I'm going to call it like the uh, generic teenage character with a one track mind trope where like it's a young character and they're just doing dumb stuff and not being, not thinking things through. Like it's, it's a trope. We see it in a lot of media and uh, we, we touched on this earlier. Like we talked, yep. Kevin, we talked about like, yeah, she's a bad spy, but also she's kind of a, a kind of a clueless kid just doesn't know this stuff yet. But so that was a little bit of a turnoff for me, but like I did see when she started to question the value of this crusade she's been on, when she starts to like hear these things about her father, that's making her question her motives. I'm st- like, I was glad to see that payoff, like that that kind of growth in her, or at least a little bit, at least a hint of it. So the Madrigal part of the episode went somewhere at least, but it was a little dull at first. But well, it was a little treat to see Soren uh, just front kick a dude across the alley and like, you know, just break some arms, like showing some of that Spartan training in a quick, quick little fight scene. So that was pretty cool. Just throwing it out there, more more uh, scenes of Burn Gorman chewing the scenery. Uh, you know, I, I'm never going to say no to that. More venture. Again, the bright spot in the directors. I'm like, I, I'm allow, I'm, I'm supposed to hate you. Therefore, yeah. you are a good. Yeah, character. more venture is fun. He's, a, he's a fun character. He's fun to watch. Uh, and I'm gonna point out a few lore tidbits that I really liked seeing. Yes, Kai please. was talking about you know learning wolf pack tactics in the Spartan program. Uh, you know that's a in in the book. I vividly remember a passage from uh the Fall of Reach where the young Spartans watched holograms like, you know, holographic projections of wolves hunting their prey and kind of learning that tactic. And, uh, you know, also, you know, John's memory of him calling out 
eagle side up when he's flipping Halsey's coin directly from the books. Loved that. Kai saying that she studied military strategists from Soon Tzu to Preston Cole. That was awesome. That's not from the books, but Preston Cole is a book character that they called out. Fuck it, fucking awesome. Yep. Loved that. Uh, Cole, Cole Protocol was in effect. Uh, th- that's right. We mentioned three. that. Yeah. I love that too. CPO Mendez, uh, Chief Petty Officer Mendez, uh, was the drill instructor for the Spartan program. And so he was there at the beginning. It, I could have used more of him, but it was pretty cool that he was at least mentioned. So that, that's all to say, like, the way I generally approach this show is like, I'm just watching a TV show based on some stuff that I know, but it's also doing a lot of new stuff. And the main source of enjoyment for me at this point, especially with this episode, was just kind of letting it happen, taking it as it comes. And when I, rem- when I notice something that's from the books, I point, I do the Leo thing. <laughs> I do the Leo DiCrab hero thing. I'm like, that's cool. I like that. And then I move on. And that's, that, that's how I just sort of let the show wash over me. And yeah, I, I, I think I'll agree with Kevin. I think episode three was still a little bit stronger, but I thought this one was generally pretty solid. Uh, but no, Jaden, you're, you're right. I need more battles. I need grunts. I need, I need this show to really start going somewhere. It, it did yep. some cool stuff again, like in episode three, but I, I really hope it goes somewhere soon. Uh, I hope it goes to some like big set piece battles and we really see what Spartans are made of. And John has, uh, you know, some more, just more action, you know, like, uh, it, it feels like they're afraid to do action. It's like sequences. either they're, they're really holding, they're keeping their powder dry for like the season finale or they're just, you know, waiting, waiting to bust that out. But, but no, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it, it is, um, it's not in a slump that I thought like, okay, I thought episode two was a little bit of a slump and then three and four are starting to bring it back a little bit, at least with like interesting character moments, if not with set piece action. So yeah, I I'm hoping that we get to a point where we're really balancing character moments and set piece action in a really like dynamic way. I hope we see that at some point. Uh, that's who knows, but as usual are, we're left with who knows <laughs> for me, the more Cortana, the better, because I'm enjoying just that aspect a lot. Yeah, I, I like this. I like this version of Cortana so far. Yeah. Now, again, mixed bag. Generally, that's that's been my verdict so far. Uh, some cool stuff, some boring stuff. It's it is what it is. Any anything else you want to mention? I'm. I'll say this. I'm still having fun, and I think that's what matters. Is like if you're yeah. having fun, you're having fun. If you're not, yeah. then you're not. Um. Yeah. I think again. If I wanted to see the stories from the video games, I'd just play the damn game. I'm not here to get the same rehash you know i mean i i think that that story's kind of been beaten so much that we've we know we get it we know what happens yeah i still am in the boat of i wish it was new characters and they didn't choose the same people i think this kind of prequel style situation is fine whatever i'll take it but i i I will say you know (laughs) the magical stuff is really boring i i'm sorry i'm not invested in it yeah. Um, I don't have a reason to be invested. You know? I, yeah. I at least, that. at least, I think me knowing that I know, like the Halo and all that stuff, like I, I know that it doesn't matter, unless it does. Who knows? But for the story as of now, bleh, okay, whatever. And yeah, I, th- I think the exploring humanity stuff is cool. And um, I will say for 
for what we're getting right now as a story of what it is taking away the Halo part, yeah, it's fine. I think to get generic people to watch, I've had people that I know who've never played the games are like, yeah, I'm watching that Halo series. Now they're total boomers. And they're like, I'm watching that Halo series. It's pretty good. This is what you kids were talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm screaming into the mic. No, please, God, don't think this is I know, what it but is. I, but I tell them, I'm like, eh, it isn't. It's not. And 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 you know, again, like I said in episode three, like you know, the only analogy I can think of is like an uncanny valley style I, analogy. But they're they are enjoying it. And I think if people who have never experienced Halo or at least getting invested in this, and then it makes them interested in the games. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I would love. I would love it very much if, if, like, a you know, the sixty-year-old man who turned this on instead of Blue Bloods <laughs> is starts wa- starts like, I'm gonna pick up the games, and he picks it up. He's like, "There's way too much action in this. What's going on? It's so yep. fast. Where's my slow discussion about humanity?" I will throw out there really quickly. My fiance, who knows nothing about Halo, does like this show. She she says it's actually pretty interesting. So. I don't know what that means. She, yeah, she's never played a game, never read a book, but she does think the show is pretty cool. So take that for how it is. But hey, and that's fine. My my final my final thought. I'm like, man, <sighs> I'm I'm gonna keep watching because I love talking to you guys about it. But I mean, uh, it's I'm just like, I I wish I wish to God uh, we had some like either of you had something better to say than like it's yeah. fine. I do too. You know, like that. That's my. That's the biggest I crime that I think I will accuse this, well, this show of. Like, is it's like neither one of you, neither one of you can come out and be like, "Oh, this show is fantastic." You know, I wish that we could have a lively debate about it, but it's like, you know, it just feels like it's, it's like it's it's like when someone gives you uh, gives you uh, creamed spinach, you're like, "It's fine." Like I, I didn't want that with my dinner tonight, see, but like, it's, we I'll thought eat that it. about like, episode three. I was I was promised I was promised green bean casserole. Or sweet potato casserole, and I was given creamed spinach. And I'm like, clearly you took time to make this and you prepared it. I also but, wish right. I could say it's fantastic. But I am glad to say that I can point out things that I like about it. I can point out scenes that I enjoyed. There you uh, go. Themes that I enjoyed. There's, there's things to like about it. It's just not an overall amazing experience. It's not like as a package, as a whole. It's not blowing me away still yeah we, so, we said we uh, really liked episode yep. three like episode three we're like yeah. yes this episode this is legit but then like as the whole package so far the package is it's better it's a better package it's looking a lot nicer but it still yeah. feels like you know somebody uh beat the shit out of my package on the way to my house <laughs> yeah. no you know what it is you know what it is uh you ordered halo off of Amazon, and when it was delivered, you went, "What is this?" And they go, oh, "It's hollow. It's got two A's we in it." We got the Wish version oh, of Halo. God. Yeah, you got the you got the <laughs> discount version of Halo. I got the Mega Blocks instead of the Legos. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that about wraps it up. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did more than watching it. Uh, and if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow our show. And of course, be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Lore underscore Party. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.